I how old how old were you when you knew this song? I can't remember. You just thought you were just gonna do something? I just like, thought just it was like, you know, like partying, doing it and doing it, like dancing well, right? And then I, people would always tell me don't sing that song. And I'm like, why? That was yeah. me and that was me and creep. So I creep. <laughs> oh man. Remember episode what episode? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yes, 14. Welcome back, everybody, to Behind the Stage Pod. I'm your girl, Roni Rome. And I'm Janielle McCoy. And we have a very special guest in the building uh-huh. right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Writer extraordinaire, Naomi Campbell looking ass. Uh-huh. My good, good, good sis and business partner, Tazzy. Hey, hey. girl. Hey. Tasia, I'm really happy that you're here. I know, I'm so excited. It's been a long time coming, but like I'm ready to go. Like, you finally go. fit us into your schedule. Yes. No, no, no. You know, you stay getting flew out. Stay writing them, you know. Air Tazzy. Emmy, <laughs> Emmy Award winning scripts and everything. Okay. Welcome, girl. Yes. I'm really happy that you're here. We're really happy that you're here. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Um... Yeah, episode 14. Yes, like, a long time coming. I know. Like, as we said in our last pod, we are going to um, figure out a better schedule. So mm-hmm. we might, we, I don't think we'll be able to let two full weeks pass. Yeah. Because um, it, it, it does feel like a very long time since we've been here. Um, but yeah, we're here. You know, we're just going to rock out and do what we do. And so much to catch up on. And so much to catch up on. Whew. Yeah, um, so much. Yeah, Janelle, how was your past two weeks i can't even say how was your week um past two weeks have been amazing you know um it's been great um just again self-reflection working um it's great um i have a few things in the works which i'm super excited for i'm happening in january um this weather is trash Mm -hmm. i know like super trash i mean I've lived in this country from like God knows how long, been born here and everything. And every time winter rolls around, I'm just like, ugh, like it's just because it, we're 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 Caribbean. Yeah, no matter what, like we're just and not gonna be yeah excited about this. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's a constant reminder. Like, why am I in this country? Mm-hmm. It's just so annoying. But you know, I'm just trying to get out of this seasonal depression. And really trying to stay motivated and um, excited for 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Had some great meetings. Um, I had a meeting with OCAD University, which is great. Um, I'm trying to get more black students involved in the arts. So um, the dean and I are working together to get that going and um, just more trying to see more black excellence. Yeah. That's a huge, huge mission Absolutely. for me. Um, I get messages all the time in my DM. How did I get into visual merchandising? Or how did I get into styling, film, and television? And, Girl, I um, saw some of them suits and they sexy. <laughs> like, just straight. 
eye candy. I said it too. I'm like, no, my husband needs to dress like this. Yes. Like, this is what I want to see in real life. Yeah, yeah. Not just on the mannequin. Yeah. For the men who do not know, a suit is like lingerie for women. Yes, Let me tell and, you. Yes, it is. Let me tell you. Tailored too. where oh. if you are a 44 long, you know that you're a long. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Mm. Every time I'm dressing a mannequin, like... I literally was like, yes, this is my boyfriend. Like, this whole, this is how it's supposed to fit. 100%. Yes. And um, I take pride Lingerie in that. for a man, I like Yeah, it, it is. is. Absolutely. When Absolutely. The, the pants fit perfectly, falling over the shoes, the cuff Just goes right. right over the wrist at the right point. Yes. The shoulders fit perfectly. Or when the tie is tied correctly. Absolutely. That's my biggest thing. One thing I want to say, fellas out there, if you got on a suit jacket, please vent your suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I yes. see a lot oh of my guys, God. When they walk out, you know the little vent in the back of the little split? stitch. You they have stitch. to unstitch just, that, yes. bro. Mm-hmm. That is not a style. Mm-hmm. That is not a style. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to, like, That's how you know it. that would be, like, an amateur suit wearer. Absolutely. Yes. Like, his first suit or his only, you know. Yeah. And those yeah. are the things that I have been, like, posting on my instagram and really trying to push that and more or less trying to show that women can be in these spaces around a bunch of men oh absolutely that's what we want to see exactly and do amazing (laughs) at it as well so um yeah i'm really trying to push that initiative and um really push my brand in 2020 a lot of girl you're needed in that space yes and fellas don't be afraid to wear your suits and your dress shoes you don't need to be wearing jordans with a suit rock them nice wingtips or whatever the hell you got going on rock your fedoras get your suits customized and yes. nice sharp collars and have y'all looking yes looking extra sexy Bar put your ties. initials on the Absolutely. on the wrist we notice we notice smell good brush your teeth do everything and the thing about it is too Clean is that socks. people think that like getting a custom suit is gonna cost thousands of dollars. Right. Like, not anymore. Not anymore. No. And here's the thing with men: when you have like the like the basics at least, like a proper black, a proper mm-hmm. navy, a, a proper gray, exactly. You know, slate color gray, whatever. With you know your blue shirt, your white shirt, whatever it is, it's like. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're feeling if you're you know that funky guy you want a little one with a little flare a little yes. plaid or something cool but it's like once you have those things set in place like you don't really have to change them out every season or exactly. every year like a good suit can last you a really really long time absolutely because you just interchange you know your shirts and your little accessories and whatnot as yeah. the seasons come along yeah. but it's like. You're right. That's the intimidation. It's like, yo, I don't have, I can't afford mm-hmm. custom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's important. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing and just gearing up for 2020. 2020 vision is what I'm, I'm calling it. And, yeah, super excited. So, ladies, how was your week? Go the last two weeks? <laughs> yes. Um. Well, I guess I'll just, like, start by saying that uh, Crossfield House Productions premiered our first film. (laughs) So we did have a sold out event for all who don't know. Um, Tazzy is one of the writers at CHP. 
So um, it was our night. It was Toronto's night. It was the night of Black Excellence. And can you know, we say that again? It was um, a, it was what again? Was it sold? You said sold out, right? It was sold out, honey. Okay. Yes. Okay. Three Not before. yeah. Three yeah, days yeah. before. All right. Yes. Okay. Just so. <laughs> Just so our listeners know, it was sold out. Yeah. Just say. You know, um, we were very, very thankful for that. It was amazing. And I think, like, um, my biggest takeaway was I always say to my business partners, I'm always like, I don't want to be the Toronto um, successful person or whatever who took 20 years to put other people on. Mm-hmm. who took 20 years to open a door for somebody mm-hmm. else. You know, so I always preach to my business partners, you know, I always say like, yo, what can we do now at this level? Absolutely. You know what I mean? If it's if we can only afford to buy 10 tickets, you know, for a boys and girls club, mm-hmm. some of their kids to come and just witness this, that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. If, if it means us shouting out fellow um, directors and creatives in the room who we acknowledge as our peers, that's what we're going to mm-hmm. do. You know what I mean? And so my biggest takeaway, what I really love from the night, aside from all the um, being able to highlight our achievements, it was really just like, okay, I feel like everybody is represented in this room. Yes. Like, the mayor showed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like... And was dancing. And, and stayed and was chilling <laughs> with the people yes, and had a good old time. Popcorn. Eating mm-hmm. his popcorn. You know what I mean? And but, but also mentioned he didn't have any aides with him. That's no, right. He came by himself, himself. Solo. And just the climate of the city and everything, I think it was really important to for, you know, somebody like a mayor to be like, yo... 500 black people can come together and there's no drama there's no issue you know and um for us it was like i always say like from day one from the day that we were starting plays and stuff i was like yo i want everyone to feel like they belong in this space Mm -hmm. you know and i I was making a joke on instagram i was like yo we had like from the mayor to the monday Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like I drug my drug dealer friends, Absolutely. you know what I mean, and, too. and and my corporate friends, yes. the strippers, whoever, yeah. and it was like you know my church friends. Absolutely. It was literally everyone represented, and to me that was like the most heartwarming part. I I, agree. I don't know. I didn't. I don't think I've told either of you, but like when we went, when we went, and just before we were taking our seats, before it started, I looked over, you know, to the con- concessions. Um, lineup and saw one of my friends who I had not seen him since he went to jail yeah you were like you um over 10 years he was behind me you came I think I took a video of that and I was like how are you here Mm -hmm. who are you here with and he's like I'm here with my girl and and I was like did you know that it was like my thing like you know what I mean like just trying to see where the connection Mm -hmm. was he's like once my girl said Sharona, it was a say less. Like mm-hmm. I just, Amazing. I just came and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. like, and that just made me like. That's what I love. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I love for like everyone from every background of life to find some sort of home within the CHP um, environment. Yeah, and that's why we do it, right? Yeah, to create those opportunities. I know that there's a stigma in the city where. They feel like, oh, I'm not going to help this person go up or I'm not going to mm-hmm. let anybody just, you know, take my money or whatever. But no, um, 
genuinely CHP wants to provide the opportunities and be the change that people want to see. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely yeah. understand what you're saying. Just to see those warm people like, hey, that that's you. That's why I'm here. Yeah. yeah. And Tasia, like for you, like, you know, um, coming onto the writing team and, and so for everyone who knows or doesn't know, we featured two um, trailer pieces, mm-hmm. smaller intro pieces um, before we showed the actual movie. And it's just kind of little teasers, little feelers to say, hey guys, this is also what we've been working on. And Teja, you wrote um, Roni, the, yes. the, the comedic script. And like all week we've just been getting like tons of feedback about it just like yo what is that in production when you guys filming that i want to see another episode of that and you know i messaged you the next day and i said sis you should feel extremely proud of yourself and validated as a writer Mm -hmm. you know because it's one thing for us as friends we understand each other's humor you know oh my god that was hilarious rah 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 but it's another thing for like complete strangers to hit up everyone around you and be like you mm-hmm. like when is when are we going to get to see that you know like how does that feel for you like what what are your thoughts around the whole night the experience everything you know i've had some time to take it in and the main thing is that i just feel humbled you know it, it's not even something that gasses me it actually mm-hmm. feels more like a responsibility mm-hmm. you know um the whole purpose of creating roni was to have that inclusive that I- inclusiveness so that you know women especially our women feel like they are being represented and they're being seen and um just having roni who is a young black woman who is proudly herself as some people may take as nerdy and but she's actually really cool um you know higher higher educated uh, she's an engineer and to have people really receive that mm-hmm. it, it's it's honestly humbling for mm-hmm. me and i feel like there's more of a duty to put more of that stuff out there and to make our city proud yes mm-hmm. absolutely so as um somebody that saw um your movie mm-hmm. and um just super proud i am not going to get emotional because i you know what's crazy i was actually sitting beside i was in the row with your dad i was oh. sitting beside your father mm-hmm. and my mom was here so you already know that was a drama yes. and then your aunt was beside my mom okay. and then your your mom okay so pure craziness yeah. was happening in this row like <laughs> i was like what are the odds of this happening mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. so um yeah, I, obviously I was like the loudest one in the room, as you know. I already told you from time. I'm like, Shona, don't. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I'm gonna be the loudest one. And my mom stood up. I stood up when Tazzy, you went up. Like I was super, super, super proud of you guys. And no, this is not no shade mm-hmm. to you guys at all. But I was honestly really surprised. Mm-hmm. Like yes, yes, yes. that's what we wanted. That's what yeah, we want. I was really really because you hear toronto it doesn't matter you hear toronto you automatically think a little less than mm-hmm. industry level and, and it's not and it's not even it's not even that because you know i know there's a lot of talent mm-hmm. in the city and i understand that like like i get it we're around talented people but 
I was expecting, I was, I was going to be like, all right, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I know Sharona, I know Tazzy, I know Troy, and everything's going to be good. But when I saw the trailer for the first two, me and my mom were looking at each other, and my mom was just like, but wait, wait, wait. Is that Sharona with a gun? Like, my mom got, my, my mom got a little, like, a little scared with certain things. And even with Roni and that whole idea. And just, it was, it was a really, really good trailer. And just White Light was just a really good show. So I'm like, obviously I'm your guys' friends, but I'm super proud of you guys. Like, not even just from a friendship standpoint, but just as a creative to a creative. Like, it was amazing, and I cannot wait to see what else you guys come up with in 2020. Like, definitely, you know, you gotta make the non believers believers, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Not saying I was a non believer, but you know, like, you know what? People are human, and when you are advertising yourself as this certain genre or occupation or whatever Mm -hmm. you need to come and show like we're not gonna have a theater and invite y'all out Mm -hmm. and advertise sold out and then not deliver so we made sure that you know we came out guns blazing yeah it was it was really it was really good like it was it was amazing and i encourage everybody to support crossfield house productions and anything you guys are doing because it's it's dope work and um speaking of all like movies and so on obviously queen and slim yeah came out and um <laughs> from one play i mean from one movie to the next like queen and slim blew my mind mm-hmm. completely blew my mind i can't lie i was a little triggered <laughs> <laughs> i messaged sharona i was just like okay so i need to dive in and i remember i messaged you and sent you voice notes and I was just like okay what is this about? What is this about? Because I'm a creative, but at the same time, too, I mean, you direct and create movies and content and so on. So I wanted some like feedback and just to understand from like a symbolism point of view. And I've been listening to podcasts, as you know. Yeah. And every single podcast is talking about it. And there's one particular podcast I was listening to on the way here. I think it's called YBF. Mm-hmm. And they dissected every scene mm-hmm. and it was I was like yes that makes sense and that makes sense even down to the love scene like they were even saying like and I was even trying to even think for myself have you ever seen two like melanin people like dark skinned people in a love scene like yeah. that before yeah mm-hmm. you usually it's see rare some, like, it's very rare mm-hmm. like you'll see someone that's maybe a little brown skin light skin or racially ambiguous right but never like two like melanated people in that scene and coarse not even hair a, yeah. natural coarse. and not even raunchy but really sexual and beautiful like yeah, artistic, yeah it was yeah it was just so that movie was just so good yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very visually appealing yes it was beautiful and yes. i know that um nina and melina it was intentional for them to have these you know, brown skin actors mm-hmm. just for that representation, right? Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, um, I don't, I don't know the main actor's name, the female, but uh, she, Jody. Jody, Jody, she's stunning, stunning, absolutely gorgeous Beautiful. woman. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, obviously, I actually got an opportunity to watch the film um, 
at TIFF where Lena Melina actually came to speak. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the private viewing and um, that was a really amazing experience to really hear them. I, I, obviously, by now we've all just listened to interviews and all this type of stuff, but to hear them speak about a lot of their um, metaphor choices and artistic choices and stuff um, was really inspiring. I mean, yes, as Tazzy said, and you said that the picture itself was beautiful. You mm -hmm. know, the coloring, the cinematography, all of that was aesthetically beautiful. Um, but I know when Tazzy and I speak, I think the biggest sentiment that we feel is confirmation. Mm -hmm. Like, we are confirmed that Cross Fieldhouse Productions is doing the right thing. Yes. Has the right formula and is on our way mm -hmm. we didn't feel like watching it from a actor point of view director point of view or writer point of view it never felt like oh my god i wish one day i could be there mm -hmm. we gotta step our game up. right yeah. or like oh my god like okay we gotta level up in 20 years. it no. was more like oh shit we're there exactly you know we have those stories yes yeah. we have those stories and we have that eye yep. like for the cinematography what i really admire about lena as a writer and just writers in general is the level of like um uh research mm -hmm. that they do to really know you know why am i filming this first scene in ohio oh because they still have the death penalty yes that's a real thing mm -hmm. you know um i just i just recently listened to um an interview with them again and it talked to melina was explaining you know they ran from ohio and from the north to the south you know for freedom or like that was their quest to freedom and it was basically like the reverse um slavery trail yes right like so the right mm -hmm. reverse uh, yeah. so now we're running from north to south where yes. in in real life it was south to north and i just thought like the that moment was so beautiful to know that every single element was intentional mm -hmm. and so like for me that was encouraging as a writer like mm -hmm. it's not it's one level for us to write out of our own imagination but then when we imagine something let's research it yes. let's see if there's any facts behind it let's see you know what i mean so that was like my biggest takeaway. It was mostly just like encouragement, like wow, okay, I agree. we're not far off. And and once we have like the the, the budget behind us, mm -hmm. and Absolutely. you know, um, just the all the production, the production, pieces. every everything that we would need behind us, we can most definitely run in that race. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, so it's very encouraging to say the least. No, I agree. And even just not even me being a director, but just me being a creative. It was just super encouraging to know that, you know, these are like Melina is she does videos, and like yes, Lena is a writer, but to see their creation on a big screen and just to show that anything is really possible with hard work and determination, yeah. anything is truly possible. Just and for myself, for mm -hmm. me, I felt like it was kind of like a blueprint where it was like you know, kind yes. of like you know um, when they traveled up the Underground Railroad. Um, you know, there was things like the slaves would sing songs to tell you how to get to the north. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like that was a millennium version of a, of a, a folk tale or, or, or a song where they're telling you, you know, if you're ever in a situation, choose to survive. And if you choose mm -hmm. to survive, yes. go to Cuba, mm -hmm. run to Cuba, get to Cuba as fast as you can. And um, she mentioned, you know, Asada being in Cuba, who was... Yes. Um, 
allegedly killed a cop and you know the state still wants to try her for that and she's safe in cuba so i kind of felt like you know the movie was a millennium version of a blueprint Mm -hmm. yes absolutely absolutely um so you know tazzy we brought you here um because i always like always really appreciate and you know admire our conversations our one-on-one conversations you know what i mean you always keep it real you always have like such really solid like insight and you know we're winding down the year you guys we're all excited about 2020 and getting everything that is coming to us and promised to us and you know sometimes i just want to talk my shit so you know i mean all the team i mean like we talk you know i guess even still kind of off the heels of queen and slim as as beautiful of a love story it was you know some people could easily look at like those elements of a relationship as you know toxic or dealing with somebody who has you know has deeper darker issues that you don't know about and i guess like what i'm interested in hearing about from you guys um is how do you navigate like how would you how could you navigate a relationship when dealing with certain challenges you know um and challenges be things like financial challenges distance um mental health you know those types of things that i don't think a lot of people really stop to think about or consider mm-hmm. um oh, people want to be in love yeah right? people Absolutely. just want the fairy tale right and and, and put the highlight reel up on instagram and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but it's kind of that thing of like is and then you know even when you bring it think about marriage and it's like yo if i discover this thing about you after the fact like am i staying how do i feel about it mm-hmm. it's like yeah this relationship shit is like yeah really complex yeah it, it really it really <laughs> is and especially when you bring marriage into it it mm-hmm. gets even more complicated because everybody's different and there isn't one thing or one size fits all type situation to marriage so i guess with that that's a real slippery slope so we'll go down that slope but just know that you know it's it's never a one size fits all yeah and i think for me one of the reasons why i i'm comfortable with being single at this moment i mean i would love to meet somebody and just communicate with them and tell them my thoughts so on forth but same time there's this other part of me that i don't know if i'm able to handle like the hard core issues or reality that a real relationship goes through because i I see what my loved ones go through in their relationships and how they're able to just beat it and for me i I, there's a there's still a part of me that's very self-centered Mm-hmm. and um that's a lot of people yeah yeah and it's 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 tricky and i feel like i'm still in the discovery stages of myself where yeah. i'm trying to figure out exactly what i want so and it's interesting when you say discovery because i feel like 
I know when we were like say in high school or something, and we thought like twenty five was grown ass. Oh, don't even get you me know? started. And it was like, <laughs> yo, I'm gonna have my whole shit figured out mm-hmm. and everything. But you know, or you're in your twenties and you're transitioning transitioning into your thirties. Um, but it's like there's no like time frame on that. No. Discovering yourself, learning who you are as a person is a lifelong quest to exactly you know what i mean it's every day and one thing that like tasia and i talk about regularly is personal development Mm -hmm. and personal development in a person is not privy to like age or guaranteed Mm -hmm. you know it's a choice it's literally a choice and it's like i guess in relation to this what we're talking about as far as like relationships and you know dealing with people's quirks and as you're saying you know not one size fits all it's like it takes a level of personal development on like from both parties yes right Mm -hmm. and also too like if your relationships are one thing right some people love a common law relationship and Mm -hmm. they just are happy having someone to come home to right then you have some people that you know want to take it the legal way and maybe they have business aspirations wrapped up to wrapped up into it they got a little bit of coin Mm-hmm. You know, um, and they want to make sure that something is solid. So one thing I'll say about that, even even for myself, um, before I got married, I had to look into myself and ask myself, like, if this is my husband, am I ready to not be selfish? Mm. You know, I've been selfish a very long time you know not having any kids doing what i want to do going where i want to go buying what i want to buy those sort of things so Mm -hmm. also too i also had to think about is this person worth me being non-selfish with Mm. that's Mm. a whole nother ball game right so a lot of the times people want the wedding day Mm -hmm not realizing that that's just literally the very tip of the iceberg the whole iceberg the whole marriage is underwater Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and when you're married for me from my perspective you got to be accountable for your shit you answer to somebody and 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 let's not take let's not take that too literal but what i mean by it is that there's a level of responsibility that comes with marriage that some people are not ready to accept Mm -hmm. but they want the title of being married oh yeah Yeah. and i will admit i was that person that wanted the title Mm -hmm. like i wanted i seen the um the big wedding like i remember i wanted like i wanted this big dress and like five thousand five hundred people and i wanted when me and my husband kiss there would be like this cage and it had butterflies and would open all of this, you know, you know, trust me, you need to hire me for CrossFit House Productions because oh I could create, God. I could create a scenario. But like, those are the things I wanted when I was younger. And then I would say, I won't even lie, like last year, that's when certain things really started to come into play because I'm getting older and I'm like, okay, I'm single, and I'm still tra- trying to figure out myself right now. Like, and then I see what I see my family members go through marriage in the early stages, and the trials and the tribulations that they go through, the highs and lows, the good times, bad times, and how you can't be selfish. 
Like you really can't. You, you can't. If you want it to work, yeah, you cannot. You you can't. And I'm like, there's a part of me that's still very selfish, and it was me. That, I think that in the last podcast, I was just like, I don't know if I want to be married. Mm-hmm. I it's like for me right now, I don't see that because I'm still trying to figure me out. Mm-hmm. And if that person comes along and like I'm still open to it. But if, if that person comes along and we vibe and we gel and whatever, we, it, it, hey, it could work. But for right now, because I know what marriage is about, I mean, Tazzy, you and I have spoken, like, a, mm-hmm. we had a conversation on Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> where I was just DMing you. I was just like, how does this work? Mm-hmm. And you were upfront with me. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't, I don't know if I'm good for that yet. Well, mm-hmm. to put it into perspective, in, in the simplest way, when you're married, or let's, let's take it from if you're single. When you're single, someone gets on your nerves, you're like, you know what? I don't need to talk to I'm you. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on ice I'm gonna put for you, three right? weeks. Fuck you. Bye. Don't call my phone. Mm-hmm. Tell them about their mama, their whack sex life, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Good. You just on walk to the away. next nigga. Mm-hmm. Yep. One thing I will say is... In a marriage, if you genuinely love this person, mm-hmm. you gotta learn how to fall back. Exactly. Thanks. You gotta, there's no such thing as ego. Yep. Like, you literally, like, you know, back in the day, you'd be on that car ride home from the movies, you know, something happens, y'all kick off in the car, arguing back and forth, get out my car, you know, you're like, F you, and you get out the car, and it's all raining and stuff like that. <laughs> he chases you and says, you'll come back, and in the rain, like, yeah. love Jones. <laughs> it's all dramatic and stuff. Yes. Yeah. In a marriage, it's like, I'm mad, I'm upset. Okay, you mad, I'm upset. You know, you have that thing, and then it's like, what are we eating for dinner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I don't know. Okay, well, you got to figure it out. It just calms down. You know why? <laughs> the egos have to go out the door, because they ain't going nowhere. You're yeah. not going nowhere. They're there, so nowhere. you have to calm that ego down. But yeah. don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people that don't know how to do that. Exactly. Yes. And they keep going on and on and on. And, and that th- goes back to your personal development. Yes. You know what I mean? And and that being a choice because it boggles my mind, you know, coming across people who I've known since high school or elementary and to say like, whoa, you're you really grown. the same. Yeah, absolutely. You have not grown. You have not Still matured. Still drama. Yes. Like, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, you know, as hearing you guys talk about um, – you know, the importance of dropping the ego and the level of selflessness that it takes to have a successful relationship. It's like, you know, um, Nipsey's Nipsey's philosophy always comes into my head. You know, RIP when he was like, we never, like, own... I, I don't want to misquote, but I probably am. But he's like, you. we never own people we only experience yes. them mm-hmm. something to those effects and it's like i think later on in my dating life and and probably i've learned it the most now as i am single that when you don't try to force somebody's hand to do anything and just like allow them to make their decisions or or get to a conclusion on their own time or whatever the case may be it's like in the end, you end up getting more of what you want. Yeah. Because it's not this constant, like, tug of war. Yeah. And our natural human instinct is to be on the defense and protect and self. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right? So it's like, oh, you know, you want me to wash the dishes? I'm not going to wash them because you keep telling me, like, are you my mom? Whatever yeah. the case may be versus... 
you know, letting it just, you know, and, and you'll see the person if they, you know, love and respect you and want it to work, as you were saying, mm-hmm. it's like that ego will drop. Mm-hmm. And also, too, in the beginning, which a lot of people are uncomfortable with, communication is key. Absolutely. Yes. You know, biggest, so biggest. Going key. back to the beginning, asking, you know, what do you want in a relationship? Yes. In your mind, what makes relationship relationships work? Or even asking somebody, you know, what are your weaknesses in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? And having those conversations, and you'll get a lot of insight and red flags. Like, and nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. But now you can sort through what you can deal with and what you can't deal with. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a perfect example. When I used to date, I would ask people when we were comfortable enough, do you have any mental illness in your family? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any problems mentally, any depression or anything like that that you're working with? Mm-hmm. And I would have those conversations comfortably and openly because you know what? I remember one time I was um, dating a guy and we were on a long ride home and he disclosed to me that he was bipolar. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. I was like, okay, bipolar, mm, I you know, I wasn't too sure. Mm-hmm. But now when I really think about it, is that something that I would have been willing to deal with at the time? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have those conversations and they get so deep into a relationship, mm-hmm. now they're stuck dealing with something that they were never prepared for in the first place. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've going on the whole mental illness thing. I mean, I dealt with somebody that had mental illness. And I mean, he didn't disclose that to me until like my mom was the one to mm-hmm. discover it. Because mm-hmm. my, um, my mother has had relations with somebody that had mental illness mm-hmm. and um and like i i know people that had mental illness as well but with him he was just very irrational with certain things and um how i knew it was apparent is one time i was driving on the road with him no sorry i was driving and he called me and he got paranoid and he started thinking that he heard somebody in the car with me. And he was convinced. And he was convinced mm. that there was somebody in the car. And I was like, no, there's nobody in the car. And he, he's like, come off the phone with me right now. We're going to video chat. And I literally had to stop my car. I will never forget it. I had to stop my car. And I was on the way to the Harry Jerome Awards. And I had to go in the parking lot, stop my car, go into the back seat, and video and show that there was nobody in the car. Did you know that he had those challenges he disclosed to me that he um, felt depressed but wasn't diagnosed with mental illness mm-hmm. um, it was until um, we broke up that um, like there was something in my heart that was just like you know what I need to like there was something that was just like Philip was God that was just like you know what go talk to this person talk to him and see what's going on and whatever and I truly loved him and I wanted to really like at least be friends and we talked and uh, he was just like you know there's certain things that I can't say right now but I will tell you in the future and unfortunately he passed away through an overdose and um, we then found out like later on down the road that this is what he was going through and so on and for me I'm very I'm just like you like when it comes on to mental health like I ask a lot. Yes. I ask a lot of and questions. And that was something, um, and I love that we said this, because for me, as I've said here on the pod before, I have a history of being more passive-aggressive. You know, mm-hmm. in my younger ages, in my earlier stages of 
dating and that sort of thing where I would have thoughts and questions on my mind, but didn't ask them, mm-hmm. you know, was not direct. And so now as I grow and, and I'm more mature and I'm, you know, just more lived, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I, I'm, I take pride and find joy in being super direct Absolutely. and asking exactly what I want to know mm-hmm. and facing things head on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it's just like, it's like, that avoidance game mm-hmm. is such a dangerous game because like what you were saying, Tazzy, it's like you'll find yourself 20 years deep mm-hmm. into a situation that you didn't all the way sign up for, but Especially because yeah, you right, exactly. you ignored signs, ignored red flag, even off the strength of, I know a lot of women, we go through this sort of God complex thing where it's like, I can save him, I can fix him, mm-hmm. you know, as I've been transparent here before, that that mentality was the same thing that had me in a very toxic relationship, mm-hmm. you know, an abusive relationship in that way. And and it was like, yo, I promised myself that I would never, like, have that mind again mm-hmm. of, like, let me help you, let me fix you, oh, it won't happen to you again because I'm here. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. and that's nope. where that personal development comes in. Exactly yeah. what you mentioned before like do you love yourself enough to not put yourself through that Mm -hmm. and to allow people to take ownership for themselves Mm -hmm. not necessarily talking about um mental illness or mental wellness just overall right Mm -hmm. being in toxic relationships and um having enough self-love to create boundaries Mm -hmm. right boundaries are a form of self-love so a lot of people again they want love so bad that they are afraid to create boundaries and they end up in really crazy or toxic situations or it could be a good situation mm-hmm. and they are not prepared they to be to receive. receive it, mm-hmm. to be loving, to be caring, to be nurturing or whatever the beautiful things that people find fulfilling. Yeah. So you're absolutely right with that. Also, trauma is something that transfers over into a lot of relationships and people don't even realize. Yeah. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. Um, you have some people, especially sexually, mm-hmm. um, they may struggle in that area for whatever reason that may be. And it, it goes both sides. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you might have some people that normally may not be in the mood for sex in a relationship and you might have a person that's mind, you might have a person where their self-worth is connected to someone desiring them sexually, mm. right? And that could be, you know, from childhood trauma, maybe being sexually abused, uh, maybe being in the industry, uh, it could be perceptions that were put into their mind yes. as a child or even as a teenager, whether mm. visually on TV or what you heard in the household. So a lot of the times, sex is a big issue in relationships. Yeah, it's so true. And just thinking about the whole thing of like, it's crazy because sometimes you might see people who are like super attractive and, Mm -hmm. you know, really good looking, really handsome, really sexy, whatever the case may be, women and men, and you would think they have the most like, exciting sex life mm-hmm. 
Oh, but, no, baby. Sex sold separately. Like, <laughs> it's facts. Like, you know what I mean? And Because that's not, like, you can have, like, some real boring girl. Oh, and it, and it, I mean. And boring men. Hey. And boring men. And boring men. And boring men. Yeah. And, like, you know, we're big people here. And I know there's been a thing where it's, like, sometimes people equate, like, size, for example, mm-hmm. to, like, Height. ability or mm-hmm. or. I'm trying to say is like, oh, okay, you see a man, you know, and he's large in size, and it's like, oh, that's automatic, like, bomb sex. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, ver- versus mm-hmm. the person who might be a little bit more average or mm-hmm. whatever, but knows how to, like, you really? know, do his thing. Absolutely. Height associated with size or foot size. Foot size. Yeah. Fake news. Fake news. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent fake news. And total transparency. I mean, I used to be that young. I used to be that girl that, like, I was a pretty girl, thought that I didn't have to do anything. I mean, I was in bed. Twenty one. Yeah, I felt Mm. like I could starfish it all around. Like I was (laughs) twenty one, twenty two, and the guys that I was with were totally fine with me. Just like laying there oh, and yeah. not doing anything because I have the big exactly I have the big titty and everything so yeah. it was just easy and I will never forget there was one Jamaican guy he was not about that life he needed positions absolutely and flip over yeah and he was not about that life and I remember we first when we first had it he took me to um he's living over in um, Orton Park for a guy for people that don't know where Orton Park is Mm-hmm. In Toronto, it's like it's not really the hood anymore. Is it the hood? I mean, everywhere is gentrified. Exactly. So anymore. Exactly. But so yeah, back then it was considered the hood, and took me to Horton Park. That's where he lived, and it, yeah, he, I was just laying there, and he was just like, no. He called this, you out. Yeah, he called me out. He was like, no, Jamaican. that's not that's not happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. And for me, I was terrified because I'm like, I I didn't know. I'm just like, um, I'm not getting on top of you. I'm like, I see what you have. That's not happening. Mm -mm. And he was just like, all right, cool. And he actually taught me. And I kid you not. I kid you not. I tell this story. I tell the story a few times. I kid you not. For six months, every weekend, every weekend on Saturdays, (laughs) (laughs) on Saturdays, I kid you not. And I wish I could say his name because he's changed my life. He's okay. changed. Yes. Gotta appreciate yes. Every Saturday. Every Saturday morning, he picked me up. Every Saturday. Yes. Damn. Ballet class. Eight o'clock. Wow. And me, drive me to Orton Park. Yeah. And he would like position get and position and pose. And the joke is, I think that his dad was on it too, because his dad would cook me curry goat. An ox still. Strong back. Yes. Strong At 12 back. o'clock, because I'd be there till 12. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd get food. It's a, and you bring me food downstairs. Yeah, at least they fed you. Damn, that's lit. I read that, Dad. And it was so dope. But the joke is, it's just like, all right. And it wasn't even like a teach thing. It was just like, all right, like hug up, kiss up. He was like, all right, so this is what we're doing. He was like, all right, come. He would and talk about yeah, it? Yeah, he would talk, and he was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And he was like, are you okay? All right, cool. And he would flip me and do whatever, and yeah. Everything. Would he ask you, like, how does this feel? Yeah, 
you would have your feeling. And all of that for six months. Every woman appreciates a good teacher. I respect that, though. He taught me. He's the one that taught me. I will never forget that. So when you went on to, like, another new dude, were you, like, super... um, confident i was con i was confident yeah i know like i know what i'm doing and so what i felt live <laughs> i felt mad live but it was when i went to new york and when you're in the states that's Another a level whole of free. other level uh, of you always say it. that I can, it, it yeah. is yeah it's I a agree. whole other level of free. why do you guys think that is well, because girl, this was like Canadians what? are a little bit more on the conservative side. Not publicly. Not, publicly. Nowadays they're a little, they're yeah. a little better. Because well, BT, BT yes. came in '97. Yes. So after BT came and we, you know, we were a little bit more open to the market. People yes. were a little bit more open. Now, don't get me wrong. People have always been freaks. Exactly. But they weren't open. They were yeah. closeted freaks. Nowadays, exactly. the way like men, I mean, obviously, we're big people now, yeah. but even just like our peers and stuff, the way they would speak freely about like oral sex or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, um, and priding themselves on being good or whatever the case may be, it's like for Toronto, yes. that's still new. Absolutely. Because just, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, when we were in high school and stuff, like, people were still keeping that on the low. Absolutely. Yeah. You know they what I mean? Like, it was a shameful take yeah, of course. Yeah, they were doing yeah. it, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people are human and they got human instincts. Exactly. But they just wouldn't probably broadcast that. And also, too, you know, the music didn't help with that either. Right. Exactly. It was so. just, a, it was a thing. Like, when I was out there in 2009, like, I, that's where the experience really came into play. Like, I really mm-hmm. knew my body and what I like, what I don't like, and so on. And when I would be with men here, a lot of men were intimidated. Like, one dude, I remember, didn't know, like, what to do. Like, he Mm. literally, like, we were making out and whatever, and then all of a sudden, he couldn't, like, get hard because he was so scared. And here's the thing, like, I would be... Okay. Do you guys like men who can, like, out freak you or like match your freak or who you have to upgrade in terms of their freak level it's for me it depends on how out freaky we're gonna be because i've had some men that were okay like i'm we're more i don't know about all this like but i don't mind the matching the freaky you can upgrade it a bit but not too far because there's certain things that are what's just too far though not jesus because i'm i mean i'm i'm here for everything well, here for me so, i don't do anal so i'm just that's just that's just my so that's considered super freaky to you it's a but it, it i know a guy that did it all that he liked to do it all the time like all the time it's that, definitely that was his, invasive that's that's my thing i'm like we're not doing this all the time like not no. Special occasions. <laughs> you know, it's all subjective. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody likes what they like. But I mean, for me, if somebody was too freaky, now I'd be like, "Well, damn, how many, how many, 
how much experience do you have? And am I just one of them? Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. So, so is that um like an insecurity thing on your end that, that would no, drive No, not insecurity. insecurity. More like a thing like, okay, wait, are you thinking like do he's you actually care? Like, or are you, uh, are you a ho-ho? Are you a yes. ho-ho? And you're not exclusive. Yeah. I, I like an exclusive thing. Like, yes. I like my shit exclu- extra exclusive. Like, mm. the shit I touch is going to be some good shit that not many people can touch mm. or it's going to be like a nobody touched mm. so that was it for me so if you were like extra extra freaky now i'm going to be thinking okay well damn I mean, you you had a lot of experience yeah you know so for me it's kind of like a, a little bit of a red flag but then again that's just me some people like that whole freaky Show. And then, like, what's the definition of freaky? Right. Because for certain people, it's just like, like so I, said, it's I like it's subjective because Everybody there are like. men that I've been with where we've oh god, my mother better not be listening to this. Podcast. I know my dudes cannot listen to but this. But like, Jammer. yeah, like there's guys where we've literally like choked each other. Yeah, like, I've choked them. They've choked me. Like yeah. I've slapped them and so on. And was it like a back and forth? It it was a. <laughs> It wasn't like a back of like he like he wouldn't like box me. <laughs> he wouldn't box me because then we gotta fight. But it was more of like I would be the more dominant one, so I'd like box him, and we're like I'd choke him or a little choke here. Did you guys have to like warn sm- each other like it's happening now now no, now now? No, I'd smack him like I smack him across his face, and maybe for me I'm like you can't smack me across the face, but. You, Act, you can um, slap my ass, no problem. You can't smack me in the face. So he can slap you in the face. He, I, he would never slap me in the face. I'm like, take that frustration and slap me on my ass. Like, don't slap me on my face, but I can slap you in the face. <laughs> so you guys talked about it. No, it wasn't really talked about, but he <laughs> just no, he just do. I'm just like, we're not doing this. I'm like. I will slap you. You can't slap me. You won't slap you. You slap me in my ass. That type of thing. Here's the thing too, right? Like different people bring out different sides. That's exactly. That's true because you could have been with people who were like. Oh no, she's like super lame in bed. And versus mm-hmm. another person's experience with you would be like, exactly. nah, she rocked my world. Exactly. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. But All what is chem- too freaky for Roni? See, oh no, Jesus, what are you going to actually say? What's too freaky? Well, or what's your I'm, I would consider myself like quite open. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm just completely not into is any sort of like, um, like whips and chains type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so no S&M. No S&M in that extreme way. Mm-hmm. Like the tying of, like I, I don't find anything sexy about being handcuffed mm-hmm. um or like you know it's, it's something in my mouth like the ball yeah like the ball and chain i i so don't no swing no swing no, no candle wax no <laughs> no candle wax because that like hurts like you know i'm not trying to have stars like that hurts um <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing, right? It's subjective. It's yes. subjective. We can talk like, all yeah. So it's like, you know, but um, other than that, it's like, I'm like... Oops. But here's the thing, though. Like, what if we flipped it? You know, because there's a lot of people who got that itch and that freakiness. And, you know, they found that person that they want to be with. But that person's just not down. They're not down with freakiness. That, 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 
that's not gonna work. Yeah. You have to at least like be willing to exactly. be your. I always say like I want to be my man's like, you know, like and wife and yes. fantasy chick. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. Like fantasy. when you yeah when you think about shit like what really turns me on or what would I really love to see like you should be able to see those things in me I should be able to like evoke that sort of thing for you and that's where that communication comes in absolutely again in the beginning right where some people you might not get that freakiness because they're not like for me I'm not I wasn't open to that like you're not gonna dig out every single one of my holes Mm -hmm. and then tell me you're not gonna marry me Mm-hmm. Like I, for me personally, I wanted to reserve something for my husband so mm-hmm. that he felt like that was, and that was just me personally, mm-hmm. right? So, but again, that's where that communication comes in. When you say reserve for your husband, is it is that something that you would have verbally said, like, "Hey, I I've never had this experience before." I Absolutely, want to because you know what, it adds that, some though. exclusiveness to you. Mm-hmm. I agree with that because there is something that I have not done that I am reserving for my husband. And like for and not necessarily husband, what, but for threesome? somebody hmm? a threesome? No. Well <laughs> we are a, that's a whole other that's a whole other that's a whole other I'm episode. Asking. That's okay. a whole other episode. But um yeah <laughs> um there is something that I haven't done that I am reserving for my husband and it it's actually pretty stupid, to be honest with you. It's probably Nothing something. Is stupid, right? It's probably something important to you. Yeah, yes. it's probably something that most women have done. But I'm just like, mm, yeah, I'm just not there yet. But I'm, I'm saving that part for him, or not to say for a husband. If I do get choose yeah, the right, right person, but the, the right, right person. Because you know, at a certain age too, like you know, you have that mindset and that concept in your twenties, maybe your thirties. But then you get to your fifties and you still ain't married. You're like, you know what? I'm just gonna enjoy my life. Yeah. You're gonna hit all of these holes. Mm-hmm. I want the cum everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to experience S and M. You just let it all go. Let so I, I kind of think that there's that like waves and levels in life. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think the biggest major key that you guys were saying today was just like um different people bring out those things in you yes and i believe unfortunately and that goes back to like lack of communication um leading to lack of chemistry Mm -hmm. where it's like you can be really unequally yoked you know you you, i agree and, and that and people always associate that with you know um, mentality, spirituality, but also sexually. Yes. You know, there are so, that's why things like, you know, massage parlor businesses or, or prostitution period or whatever, like that's why those things, you know, flourish, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not to say people are just dogs and don't have a heart. It's just like, yo, I'm, I love this person. I'm with this person. I'm building with this person, but I'm not satisfied in this particular area. Yeah. But my question to them would be, did you know that in the beginning? Right. Mm. I would agree with that. I I would like to know that as well. I've had conversations with a lot of people and they feel like they are not satisfied sexually. Mm -hmm. So their eyes are wandering or they cheat or they Mm -hmm. do anything. Same thing both ways, males and females. Some women feel like their man's just not putting it down. Mm -hmm. Some men feel like their woman is just boring in bed. So it's like, was this known in the beginning and then you forced the relationship? Yeah. Else that you wanted. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, I think to myself too, I'm like, imagine just basically with what you just said, Tasia, where it's like, 
the fact, the reality that there are so many people who have, who are not receiving everything they want in yeah. their relationship and they've just learned to like deal with it and let make it work it's, it's a lot of people be it like the financial thing Absolutely. was the first driver yeah. maybe the sexual thing was the first driver but it's like yo he racks my world he gives me multiple orgasms but his credit shit and we don't own anything yeah. conversation you know or yeah. I can't talk to you I love to, this right. person the money's good but I can't talk to you for shit and you can't hold a conversation right yeah. exactly and I'll even speak on personal experience I remember one relationship I had um, where my partner straight up told me he was just like you know i feel like we do not have a sexual connection mm. and i felt that i was trying to work on it you but there was a there was a part of me that, that, that deep down i was just like i'm not sexually attracted to you to but you. you look so good on paper yeah and yeah you look so good on paper and i was trying to force yeah. this girl and then there's thing. the 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 polar opposite yeah. the 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 walkless dude with the bomb (laughs) listen one of my best experiences with some was with somebody that i would never even bat an eye on Uh, trust me today let me tell you something i'm gonna tell all the ladies this right now okay trust me if your man is not working got all the time in the world Mm -hmm. is homeless Mm -hmm. couch surfing Mm -hmm. is in your bed at night and Mm -hmm. you out there paying all the bills the dick gonna be bomb Okay, he ain't got shit to do. So it's not a Jedi mind trick or anything. That's just what it comes down to, right? If you got a key, if you got a key and he ain't got no key, the dick gonna be bomb. Okay, you're gonna come home, you might get a little dinner, you know, your car might be washed, all those little perfect perfect things and he gonna take your garbage mm. out cause baby he ain't got a key mm. you got the key mm. so he gonna make sure he's laying that dick so that he can keep pushing keys in your door yeah, this is a part two more time big facts <laughs> big 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 facts on that and, and like big huge facts on that and every every woman knows yeah. whether you can relate personally or you know somebody who can you know and it's it's a sad truth and I and then I think to myself I'm like I don't know, like, because it's true what you said. It's like, you might get to 50 and be single and whatever and then realize, like, yo, I'm halfway done this shit. Mm -hmm. Let me just pop off. Let me just, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that doesn't always mean sexually. Sexually is a part of it, but even just travel, living for yourself, making your own, you know, getting drunk one night just because what the hell Mm -hmm. i'm grown going and buy yourself a chanel purse because you know you've been paying mortgage your whole life and been penny pinching dating you know getting your back blown and sending him home (laughs) whatever it is you know what i mean and it's just like man like i really think about that kind of stuff i'm like you know we are you know tess you said you know you are married janelle and i we're single um we don't have kids all these things and Mm -hmm. You know, we're so we're still like actively on that sort of like um, what is life, you know, thing, and and also just like okay, the 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 formula of the get married, have kids, that kind of thing, and I'm just like, yo, it'd be a shame like to get to a level in life and be like, nah, I just want to chill, like I don't even want to, cause yo, that level of sacrifice, yeah, even with women having kids, and and for us, it you know 
being in our you know mid 30s all these kinds of things it's kind of like if you don't have a child you're almost less of a woman Mm -hmm. or or you haven't truly um you know uh accomplish all your womanly duties or whatever the case and then it's like but why is that like mandatory and let me share something right now so um, for those that don't know i'm a nurse by day and i've worked in labor and delivery and times have completely changed with the economy right now the cost of living increasing exponentially people can't afford kids and you have a lot of women now that are doing amazing things um seeking careers, mm-hmm. making a lot of money, doing the things that they love and really fulfilling their ambitions. And the average woman is now having her first child at about 33, 34 years old. Mm-hmm. So for all those women that feel like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm 35 and I ain't got no kids. Running out of time. Liberate yourself, boo. Yep. It's all good. With technology now, you still have a chance. Yes. You will have women in their 50s that would be like, it ain't all that. Mm-hmm. Chill. Enjoy your life. Make your money. Set yourself up so that you're not controlled by anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay? The right person will come. Travel. And I, and I truly mean that because I yes. find that in Toronto there are so many beautiful women that are single. Yeah. And y'all don't have to be. There's, there's a big, bright world out there and tons of men out there that will love each and every single one of you the right way. Amen. So that's just my little... So I know that we've been, like, talking a lot about, um, you know, sexual chemistry and communication, just being, like, these super big, important things in relationships. And, like, I want to know, like, what do you do if you're with somebody and you just don't have sexual chemistry? Teach. (laughs) Teach, because, like I said... um the person that I was with taught me like they they asked questions they were they were curious I agree with that and you know what I think teaching again takes a level of um humility Mm -hmm. I was just about to say that you gotta be open yeah, yeah you gotta be so open to be a student absolutely you know what I mean because if somebody's like okay look you're not doing this properly. It's like having to teach a man how to eat pussy properly. Mm-hmm. Like to give you an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Or like he's, you know, fingering you out thinking that's like the key to the set yeah. to unlock you. But really it's not because that's not how your body works or whatever. And 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 I think like, again, I don't know if it's a, a Canadian thing, if it's like a passive aggressive thing. But it's like women would go with just being unsatisfied Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to like embarrass a man or make him feel inferior or in any kind of way um, or make anything awkward or build any tension and it's just like nah bro yeah like I'm not just gonna be out here like not being fulfilled yeah I remember when I when there was a gentleman that um in my late 20s and he's never gone down on a woman before and we were together and I was just like he was curious about it and I'm like all right cool and I coached him and I remember it was a lesbian that actually told me I was just like yo make him write the alphabet (laughs) like literally (laughs) literally put the alphabet like use his tongue and write the alphabet and that worked 
it worked and that's he, interesting yeah it was a lesbian that actually told me about that and i was like okay cool and it 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 was it was I'm visualizing it yeah it was like a b c it was easy because there's that's the thing about even doing oral like people just think it's like oh yeah you just open it up and go and whatever and lift. there's there's a technique there is. To it. And then, you know, you have people that you can teach, but then sometimes you can have a person that you can teach and then it's just too mechanical because yeah. it's not their personality. It's true. Right. You know, they're just prudes. And they're just prudes. Mm. To give good oral sex, you have to have Be some... passionate about Be it. Yeah. passionate. Like, and I associate it with, like, yeah. being a good kisser, period. Yes. You know what I mean? And being passionate about that because then it's like, okay like you're aware and also yeah. not being selfish like i feel like if you're in the giving position it's mm-hmm. like you you pay attention you listen to what a, mm-hmm. a man or a woman is reacting to yeah. you see how their body moves when you do this move or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but if it's just this sort of like selfish actor like this oh let me get this over with then it's like nah yeah. it's not gonna be bomb and you know what to be like candid there's a lot of people in situations that, you know what, they got nine out of ten things, mm-hmm. and if sex is that one thing, they have an agreement to go elsewhere to get it. Mm. Mm. Right? Would you guys be down with that? Mm-mm. No. No. I'm Mm-mm. selfish. Me neither. Mm-mm. I'm selfish, Mm-mm. too. I'm absolutely selfish. Nope. Go wear. Yeah. Like, I'm going to throw um, on this wig just right. and this dress, and I'm going to be a whole different person. We but you're not going nowhere. Out. That's a personality, though, right? Because there are people, you're not going nowhere, men but... and women, that say that and they transition, but it's just, it's, they're not compatible, no and, matter what you and do. And that's the thing, because there's sexual compatibility, too. Because I've been in a situation where I'm just like, like we were saying before, there are certain partners that I've had that say, be like, yo, Gina was this, 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 blah, blah, blah. And there's other ones that will probably say, yo, I didn't see that. Because we weren't compatible. Absolutely. And for me, I'm very intuitive. Like, if I'm not feeling it, you'll know. Yeah. And, yeah, I and will. And also, yeah. I'm sorry if I cut you off. It's fine. But also, too, a lot of people are not in relationships. They're in situationships. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that they are physically attracted to the person that they're with or they even like the person that they're mm-hmm. with. Like I said earlier, maybe you got a, a, a roof and you're just there for convenience or Mm -hmm. maybe you're there because that person financially takes care of you and helps you pay bills and Mm -hmm. that's why you're together Mm -hmm. so again it it, relationships are complicated yes as i was saying before it's not a one-size-fits-all yeah and i saw a meme recently um and i guess it was asking like when you are dating somebody and you decide to like make it official and become exclusive, is that something that you feel still needs to be said, or is it just assumed, based on? I need to know. Yeah, like you want him to say to you, he you want him to formally say, Absolutely. "Will you be my girlfriend?" Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, I mean, it doesn't have to be that way, but I need to know. I'm yours. You're mine. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't allowed to see nobody else. I'm not seeing anybody else. We're together. We're in this. Yeah. That verbally needs to be said. For yes. me. Yes. I don't want to make no assumptions because you're not about to play me. I agree. I agree. I, I ask questions. All the holes. I agree. Yep. I ask questions. And then I'm like, 
you know, why didn't you come home last night? Like, what you talking about? We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Don't play yourself, baby. Don't play yourself. I like to ask questions. Like after a few like weeks, I'm like, okay, so what's going on? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I'm not assuming. Do not assume. Don't. That will just. the quickest way to play yourself. Quickest way. Because 100%. women and men will come over, eat food, sleep over, mm-hmm. cuddle, mm-hmm. shower with you, braid your hair, take it out, wash it, <laughs> gas your car, drive it around town, and then they out. You see them on Instagram with somebody else in the story. Mm-hmm. So do not play yourself. Big facts. Okay, ladies. Um, let's take a break from this. We'll be right back. So, and we're back. Um. So obviously, about to say season's greetings, but um, Christmas is around the corner. Wow, to think that 2020 is like... Right here. (laughs) This is literally right here. Um, Christmas is coming up, and this talk is about relationships. So, um, are you guys good gift givers? Like, just in general, or even in, like, relationships, like... Have you given really good gifts before? And, like, how do you give a good gift? Because I know with certain men, they're just like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really want this. Or, I like, you just get me a pair of socks. Or, oh, I really want this thing. And, like, they'll probably say, I want another thing. And just trying to, like, figure out exactly what they want. Because women, we're very direct. We're like, yes, I saw this. This is what I want. I want this really nice purse. Men are just very go with the flow. So how do you give good gifts? I like to pride myself on being a very good gift giver. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason being is because I love to surprise people. Mm -hmm. I love to like really tap into the parts of them that they didn't think I noticed. Yes. Mm -hmm. And those are the areas that I would highlight in my gift giving. Mm -hmm. So if I notice that like, oh, Henry's your favorite chocolate bar that you always go to at the, you know, grab at the gas station, Mm -hmm. like that would probably be incorporated in your gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah, I'm really here for those things. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very hard to gift me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very hard to surprise me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm very low maintenance and I'm very just like, you know, if you come and like have a bottle of wine or if we go for a cute little dinner and just chit chat, like I'm totally satisfied. Yeah. Whereas when it comes to other people, I'm all here for like the surprise party and the like open this gift and it will give you a clue to lead you to the next gift. Like I've done that multiple times, Yeah, you know, because I love that sort of like excitement that I can provide Mm -hmm. for somebody. Um, But I would say like, sentimental gifts to me um, are the ones that I are most best received from me and also best given from me Mm -hmm. so really paying attention to them like if I hear you complaining that you know your clippers broke or Mm -hmm. that you know you know it's cold and you need new track pants or like whatever it is like you know I'm more paying attention to that type of thing yes Um, and then when I think about even my own love language Mm -hmm. being um i'm a person who receives love by acts of service Mm -hmm. um so when you're doing things to assist my busy complex life if you're doing anything to help me navigate easier Mm -hmm. 
that's showing huge love in my eyes. Yes. You know what I mean? So I I remember I mentioned on this pod before that one of the best gifts I've gotten for my birthday was a, a automatic car starter. Yeah. So that I don't have the experience of going into a cold exactly. car anymore. And that was such like a man yeah, taking care that. of woman gift. And mm-hmm. I really it really stands out in my mind to mm-hmm. this day because it it solved a problem in my life. Yeah. Yes. You know? What about you, Tabby? Um, for me I'm very sentimental with the gifts. Um, overall so so here's the thing, I'm I'm gonna kinda be the Debbie Downer or whatever, but I don't care for Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I always make it clear don't buy me anything because I also set a precedence that I have everything that I need. Mm-hmm. So it just becomes stuff. So for me, and I'm not saying it to be corny at all. Like I, I genuinely love just being around my family and having a good time. And I know that Christmas is a very stressful time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people buying me things that I know I'm going, I'm not going to need, or I'm just going to put down until I'm ready to use it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of giving, I'm that person that kind of listens all year round to kind of see like you yes. know what are things that really light your eyes up or. What are things that again can solve a problem in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm really not into just buying stuff just to buy stuff. Yes. But I mean, so, it, depending on the situation, right? If I am gonna do something for somebody, especially someone that I love and care about, I'm gonna go all out and I'm gonna give you the ultimate experience. And I'm I'm totally like an experienced person. Yes. I I am a huge major high level gift giver whatever that means so i'm gonna make you feel good and i'm gonna give you the best of the best and uh, also too that's why i'm exclusive with who i'm around because yes. i know that is inside of me yes mm. and everybody can't get that and everyone, no, yeah absolutely, absolutely not. not absolutely so would you guys say like listening to like because i think as you mentioned like listening to certain like things that they would say like what they would need mm-hmm. and so forth were important because mm-hmm. i mean yeah. we have obviously an audience that I'm sure there's some people that are in relationships mm-hmm. that are trying to figure out, like, okay, what to get their significant other. Yeah. Like, obviously, listening to certain things. Yeah, like some people, their love language is gifts. Yes. You know, in Christmas, they'll be very upset with you if you don't do that. And you know what? If that is their love language, you gotta you gotta respond to that because mm-hmm. you're feeding into that. But that's not my love language at all. It is those acts of service. I love to see a man do something when he doesn't want to do it mm, and before he he's been it, asked right yes. and when he does it and i know that's something he doesn't want to do i'm just like oh my gosh like agreed right so in terms of gifts if you want to give me a gift give me a gift on a wednesday in july mm-hmm. yeah that just only because, impressed me yeah just because right? just because like don't do it because the 25th says to do it yeah do it on march 19th just because yeah. agreed so with that being said um have you guys received (laughs) bad gifts before like horrible experiences like what is this do you even know me like what is this janice you making up your face so i know you have something to share (laughs) oh goodness gracious and you know what's wild is that I have two scenarios and one I feel so bad about. There's one, um, this guy that I recently started communicating back with, um, just a friend of mine who used to date a few years back. Um, We were dating for a few months and when we stopped talking, 
he actually sent me he knew that I loved edible arrangements like I'm obsessed with edible arrangements and like I said we stopped talking and um, he actually sent edible arrangements to my workplace when I was working at Harry Rosen and I was pissed because they were too small and I stopped talking to him oh my god you're a diva I stopped talking to him because they were too small they were like they were, they were so small and he said like as we we're talking today I mean it was like six years later and I told him I was just like yo why would you get me such small edible arrangements knowing that I love this shit and I, I was like I felt offended he was just like Virginia like do you know like I work my ass off to get those edible arrangements to you not to mention I asked the people how big it was they told me it was big I didn't know so when you saw it I had no idea but I stopped talking to him because of it so it was not the thought that counts <laughs> no she a diva. for me I was yeah. I felt like shit when he told me and it's it's very interesting because it's like I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a totally different place now so when he's telling me about myself back then yeah, I was just like, like whoa, whoa, damn whoa, what was I on I was like whoo that's harsh where did yeah. that entitlement come from though um you know what I told him I was in a very bad place in 2014 and 2015 um I was in a very selfish place to be honest he actually respected the fact that I said I was in a very selfish place um I just was thinking about me and I felt like okay if you're trying to win me back you need to get me the biggest mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and the fact that you got me the smallest thing mm-hmm. meant that you really didn't want me back that was mm-hmm. my mentality mm-hmm. but now if he was supposed to get me that even though like, the size and everything like that didn't wouldn't really matter to me the thought mm-hmm. like I would look at that more and be like okay at least he tried and he's like, I spent money, money I didn't have to get you that. Mm. And you, yep, he was like, money I didn't have to get you that. And you just didn't talk to me. Mm-mm. I was like, damn. You know what? <laughs> um, just to say something really quickly about that. And yeah. Just to anybody, when you got somebody, when you have somebody that has money, it's nothing for them yeah. to spend yeah. on you, right? Yeah. And they will also spend on other people yes. like it's nothing. Exactly. Yes. But if you have somebody that will take their last yes. $2 and to put it in your gas tank thing. or to, to take care of you, yep. that's a keeper. Yep. And I felt like crap. And I mean, I apologize. And I mean, there were certain things that he did in the past that kind of triggered me and we talked about it and it's just like I said it's very interesting to speak to somebody that you dealt with in the past and that you're talking to now and you kind of go back and forth in terms of where your head was at where your head was at, at that, that time. time so that was one situation but that was a very total situation totally different situation than this <laughs> specific situation where I'm going to speak about now where I had a very horrible gift <laughs> Where there was really no thought in it. Um, it was 2015 or no, 2016 or 2017. I was very specific in terms of what I wanted. And I'm very low maintenance. Very, I was very low maintenance at the time. I was just like, okay, earrings, necklace. He asked me what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And Christmas came around. And at this time, I was working at a men's store. 
and I had a discount at um, at the store, obviously, and got this beautiful watch. Spent my money and bought this watch for this person. Christmas came around and I slept over at his house and woke up and he hands me a bag. So like, like a gift bag? A gift bag. Okay. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is going to be nice and whatever. I have my nice little bag ready. And so it begins. So I pull out one, I unwrap it, and it was a perfume. Imitation perfume. <laughs> and it was channel number five. Channel. Channel, not Chanel. <laughs> Did channel, he know? Yeah. Huh? Did he know that? No, it was? I don't think so. It was channel number five. <laughs> then then it, it no, it kept going. It kept going. Did you get a pair of Ikes? Oh no, oh no, girl. No 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 girl. It kept going. Channel number five. Then um at the bottom, there was a bunch of, you know those heart chocolates that you get at the dollar store? Like, they're like, yeah. they're yeah, red yeah, and they're, they're covered. Red, yeah. So he put a bunch of them in there. So he like dropped them in. So there was like maybe 10 in there. Cool. Then a wallet. You know that store Bentley's? At Scarborough yes. Town Center? So like this pleather brown Bentley's wallet. <laughs> Cool. That's maybe about what five bucks, if that. Cool. We're getting there. We're getting. All right. Okay, we're adding then, up. Then there is these leopard, leopard gloves that had like faux fur around the wrist. Okay. And I still have the tag on it, and it said two dollars. So I know I got them at the dollar store. Lastly, which made absolutely no sense, there was a candle with a Virgin Mary on it. And let me guess, that was a re-gift, probably. Yo, Girl, this I had... man found stuff in his house, Julia. I kid you, you not. So, I kid you not. So, like, I looked at all this and I was in total disbelief. Total disbelief. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> let me just pause. So, I was just like, okay, cool. So I hand him his gift now. The My nice gift. big expensive nice, watch. Nice big expensive watch. So he's feeling live. So I leave now. I show my mom. Keep in mind, my sister just gets back with her now husband. They were boyfriend and girlfriend hey, at wait the time. A Let's be clear. We all dating. Yes, we were dating. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. Like. We were okay, dating. So in a serious relationship. We were in a serious relationship. Okay. So I get home now, show my sister the gifts. They're all laughing at me. My sister gets my sister now gets a Louis Vuitton bag engraved. Right. right. And then I'm showing her all this stuff. <laughs> my mom so and my sister bad. are dying of laughter because they're just like, What the fuck is this? So then I have to now go to um, Christmas dinner at his people's house yes. and literally as I'm outside of the house I literally had a talk with him like before we went in the house I'm like can you explain what all of these things mean because even if there what was for you on doing that absolutely because I'm mean, like, like, like to okay, ask you know him what? times are hard Were like mad or sad which one all of the <laughs> above all of the above I wanted to know like if each of these things mean something, something yes what are they then 
okay. Hey, were you wearing a leopard dress when he first Trust met me. you? Like, did, did you think that I was a, like, you were, were you try, like, like, even explain the nun candle, mm. like the Virgin Mary candle. Like, did you think I was pure? Like, what was it? You're I, giving him the benefit of the doubt. I was trying. And he is just like, no, I thought you would like all of these things. I'm just like, and I got, I got angry. I was just like, you really don't know me like at all. Damn. And I'm like, and I asked him, I'm like, is this a financial thing? He's like, no. Wow. I'm like, are you sure? I would rather him have said yes. Exactly. I was giving him all these answers. I'm like, what, what was it? And he was just like, I really thought you liked this. And I'm like, then you have no idea who I am. So he thought you were a dollar store chick. Thanks. Okay. So you know what I did? I took back my watch. And I still have the watch to this day. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was the last time y'all saw each other. Well, I've seen him a few times after that, and I always talk to him about it. I'm just like, now is now your mad, time. Huh? Yeah, I'm still mad. Because I'm just like, <laughs> channel number five? Like, really? Did he ever confess? Like, you know, I was on some bullshit. No. He's like, I really felt you like this stuff. And I knew everything. I knew, number one, like, he mentioned, like, I'm not going to put him on blast. But there was, there was certain things that were supposed to happen in his life, and it didn't happen. And I'm like, it's a monetary thing. And the fact that he told me it wasn't monetary, I'm just like, you actually thought that all of these things added up to me. It didn't make any sense. I was going to say, well, maybe that's his experience in life. Like, his family always bought cheap gifts. Maybe. Bretton, his his, his sister worked at a makeup store. The fact, like, at the end of the day, he could have got me, like, a gift card. A gas card. You know I like to drive. You know I drive. A gas card. A gas card. You hear that, fellas? You don't know, and she drives, get a gas card. Get a gas card. Get something anyone can actually use. Facts. Like, use. What I do, actually, a a hack that I do, and hey, you know what? People may think, well, you're not putting any thought into it, but I love going to get those little Visa cards at the gas station. Yes! And I'm like, put $100 into someone that I want to, and they can go buy what they want. Done. And that's what I tell a lot of people, like, if you don't know, just give me money, and I don't care if it's $20. Trust At least me. I can do what I want instead of you buying me a color of a nail polish I'll never wear. Trust me. <laughs> Give me money and write an, a, like a beautiful message in a card. Simple. Like, I love you. Done. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. I mean, pay attention, men and women, because this season can have you going into 2020 by yourself <laughs> or hearing wedding bells. <laughs> well, well. We are coming to an end. Thank you so much, Tazzy, for being here with us and just, like, shooting the shit, you know? Um, The year's winding down, and it's nice to just have some time to kind of just chill and get a little update, right? Just, like, an update on on where our heads are at, what thoughts are, and obviously, you know, um, we always get a lot of feedback from these conversations, um, that they are insightful and every time I'm here I always learn something new um, about myself, about my friends so um, yeah, thanks for joining us on Behind the Stage Pod today um, and you know, usually we do a um, what do we call it again? Life hack or <laughs> off figure tip off figure tip <laughs> life hack as like you like to call it watermelon um 
yes a life hack tip um any sort of thing that you want to leave with our people something that stands out to me is something my mom always used to say to me when i was younger and she would always say never envy someone for what they have because you never know what they did to get it Mm-hmm. So, um, with that being said, I think that, you know, that's really helped me throughout life, you know, check my emotions and feel my motivation because if I see things, you know, sometimes I'm just like, you know what, you might not be willing to do what that person did to get that. Hmm. So stay in your own lane right? and work on yourself, be yourself because sometimes, you know, we cross over into other people's lanes and we're somewhere where we shouldn't have been in the first place so thank you to my mama for that (laughs) it sticks with me all in my adulthood and you know I I can never envy anybody else because that downplays my own potential yeah and I think that actually um piggies back on the even relationships like what we see um never envy it yes envy somebody's relationship whether it be on social media whether it just be in front of us we think, oh my god, like they seem so happy and so on, or they have the perfect they have the perfect relationship. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's been married for like what fourteen years and been with her man for twenty for all, and she's just like, some days, Janelle, I hate him. Mm-hmm. Some days I don't like him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like this is my partner. This is we have two kids together, mm-hmm. and this is the person that I choose to spend my the rest of my life with anybody that has ever said that their relationship is perfect is a lie like they're lying Mm -hmm. and she put that in my head today and it was just it was like the biggest enlightenment enlightenment for me she was like no relationship is perfect and no one is perfect what we see is not what is in real life so yeah i think that's a very good it's never it's never about achieving perfection it's for me, it would always be about um, how do we live with each other's flaws? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how do we accept each other's shortcomings and flaws? And I, and that's the part that allows the relationship to, to flourish and to remain. And if that's the right person for you, mm-hmm. right? And are you genuinely happy? Yeah, totally. Agreed. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening, as usual. And as usual, um, obviously follow us on Instagram, Behind the Stage, that is T-H-A, um, Behind the Stage. Um, also send us an email, if anything, um, behindthestage at gmail.com. Um, again, DM, DM, slide through. Yes, obviously. In yeah. January, we're gonna figure this <laughs> this schedule out, whether it be every other week or every two solid weeks. But at the end of the day, we will still be here. Yes, thank you guys for rocking with us for sure. We always get a lot of great feedback just about you know people really enjoying the transparency here and it's just a learning tool i always say that we're not like a pop culture pod we don't have the time or capacity to like keep up with what's happening in in the world at large but it's always a great time to just kind of digress and like um chat it up chat it up and talk our shit (laughs) literally yes most definitely and i guess 
I'll end off with a quote. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, no watch, no face. That's what my mom likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> no watch, no face. And um, until next time, guys. Yep. Sex all night, mad head in the morning. Spin my beat.